1: No joke.
2: We like sports and we don't care who knows. From Wimbledon to the Astrodome. We like sports and we don't care who knows. What about, what about?
0: But no, So I was researching in kilometres per hour how quickly exactly can Usain Bolt run? And would anyone in this audience like to hazard a guess as, as to the number in kilometres per hour at top speed? I heard 36 first. We'll address 36. No. 76. is That's too... He's a person, not a car, sir. No, truly one of the worst guesses i've heard it's between it's between 36 and 76 does anyone know any numbers between i heard 42 and that's close enough at 42 you have taken all of the fun out of the game uh so no the correct speed 44.72 kilometers per hour whoa that is fast that's, i mean that is like a car not a car at full speed but a, a car all the same like that is that is so fast That between the hours of 8am and 9.30am and 2.30pm and 4pm, it would be illegal for Usain Bolt to run past an Australian school.
1: Absolutely brilliant there, folks. That's the voice uh, and the joke of Guy Montgomery who joins us this morning. Uh, Hey, Guy, uh, thanks very much for coming on the show. Obviously, you're a sporting man. Do you focus a lot of your jokes, uh, a lot of your comedy around uh, sport itself?
2: Well, first of all, I'd like to say a good morning to you, Ian. I'm a huge fan. And uh, secondly, I'd like to say... um, Not especially, I don't write to sports, but I think, obviously like that Usain Bolt joke within, you know, like that was just me sitting around one afternoon just wanting to know exactly how fast a person can go and um, reverse engineering the joke from there. I think sports, especially if you, you know, if you love something truly, then you can come at it from a pretty... um, Informed and affectionate angle, which makes it some quite good takedowns. So it, it's quite a fun thing to joke about, but it's it's not like um, it's not a deliberate pursuit of sporting jokes.
1: It's not okay. So uh, do you have a passion? We've, we've spoken to a number of, of comics already on the show who are, have got this passion for cricket. Do you share that?
2: Yes, yes, I do. I i am um, a huge I'm a, I'm a huge Black Caps fan, and it's obviously been an what an incredible, like, you know, I, I I grew up, I was born in 88, so I sort of grew up, the, the Fleming captaincy was my, um, that was when I was in my pomp as a cricket player and was was hoping to achieve something that wasn't just standing on stage and trying to be funny. Uh, and I've just been an incredible vintage and like, you know, to align with the peaking, hope, well, hopefully not the peak across my entire life, but the peaking of, of the national sports team in that respect has been so good. And like, you know, I love on Twitter, I remember watching the, um, I went away with some friends so I could get away from the family to watch the full uh, final against India over at Lords. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I love being on Twitter and sort of, you can see which other comedians and which people around New Zealand have stayed up to, to commit. You get a real community going on there. It's good fun. Do you ever play the
1: game at any serious level?
2: No, no, no. I was um, <laughs> I played it until I was thirteen, and then I was sort of natural. I have natural hand eye, but I um, I, had a- I never applied myself truly. And I played it until the age where, when other people were applying themselves, they started becoming uh, much better than me. And the balls, I was also late to puberty, and the balls started coming down much faster than I was comfortable with. So when I made a, a pivot to tennis. Um, but fielding, I, I sort of tried to, not deliberately, but just incidentally, fielding was my best strength. So I sort of wound up modelling my game on Johnny Rhodes.
1: I see. Well, that's a fair model. Well, I was just going to say, that's an interesting one. Late to puberty, so um, people who are late to puberty, you would advise to avoid uh, bat and ball games and go to racket sports?
2: No, no, no. I, I'd advise them to continue being brave. I just didn't <laughs> want to get sconed by a, a, um, a cricket ball. Oh, I see.
1: Okay. <laughs> hey, Guy, uh, what about the Ashes? Does that get you fired up? Uh, I know you're a Black Caps fan, but uh, the greatest rivalry and yeah. uh, one of them. It gets me yeah, fired yeah. up. What about you?
2: Oh, absolutely. It's an interesting one. I mean, it's it's a difficult, like... First of all, I, I quite like the window for watching. have just started at Brisbane, so it's at one pm today, which is that takes you through to evening time. You know, there's nothing quite like having Test cricket on for company for however long it goes. Like that India tour, those five pm to one am starts. That's just a fantastic way to spend a night in. So I'm I'm very excited. I don't re- like. I've got I'm friends with several um, cricket head Australian comedians, and I'm in a thread with them. Mm. i I'm, the, I'm the sole New Zealander. And so, for the, in the interest of sort of sports and uh, exchanging barbs, I think I'll be getting behind England. I mean, my instinct has always been to root against Australia, and uh, the the closest that came to wavering was watching that Ashes, not Ashes, sorry, that um, the Test documentary that they did through the period of transition when uh, there was sandpaper Gate and then Tim Payne came back, and it sort of humanised the Aussie team instead of just being these very talented tools. But um. I would really like to see them lose.
1: <laughs> You'd like to say? Hey, look, I think a lot of us on this side would be to be fair. How did you get started in comedy, by the way? What's that? How would you get started in, in
2: comedy? Oh, in comedy? Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I always sort of thought I was uh, funny, and I'd spent a lot of time sort of uh, like working odds and I worked a long time in hospitality and I do promotions in supermarkets and like had a few media scraps, odds and ends. But I was I was avoiding really staring down the barrel of what I wanted to do with my life for a while until all of my friends started graduating university and, and settling into their what would become their careers. And I, I realised I might get left behind. So I I took a moment to think about what do I like doing the best and what am I the best at doing. And the uh, the market equilibrium there in the crosshairs was being funny. And so I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll give that a couple of years and see if I can make anything of it. And I saved up what I had, and I moved to Canada, to Toronto, Canada, and I did open mics every single night for a year. I'd, I'd set a minimum of 10 shows a week, and I was just all about collecting data. Um, and by the end of a year of doing that, when my visa ran out, I'd become not good, but no longer terrible, and I just keep going.
1: Brilliant. Uh and that that means that uh, gives you the opportunity now that Auckland is pretty much opened up again. Where can we find uh Guy Montgomery? How can we check you out, mate?
2: Uh well, I'm actually if you're in Auckland, I'm at the Classic tonight and on Saturday night which is the the comedy club up here in Auckland. Uh and otherwise if you punch my name into YouTube, if you if you're elsewhere, you you'll find a few videos. I mean you know, God willing, as things continue to open up, hopefully I'll get to, to travel around the country and do a few shows in some other places. But I'm I'm so excited to be back on stage.
1: And well, uh, we'll be excited to come and see you, mate. Hey, thanks very much for joining us this morning and uh, this little uh, comedy slot. Uh, enjoy getting to know you and uh, enjoy the ashes, eh? And and uh, the follow on from Aj Patel. How good was that?
2: Oh, too much. Um, thanks, Ian. I really appreciate it. Have a great morning.